Hey there, fellow nerds and ne'er-do-wells, and welcome back to the Adventurers Anonymous podcast, the home of improvised fantasy fucknuggetry. Come join us week by week as a rotating cast of geeks sip cocktails, play Dungeons and Dragons, and seek a glorious death. Stop the press! By some rare alignment of the planets, we've managed to get all six of us huddled around the microphones in time for this week's episode. So, whether you count yourself as one of Maud's many minions, or find yourself as one of Aristobulus's debauched disciples, we've got a treat for you today. As ever, this is your weekly warning that the content from here on in is not suitable for little ears. It's mostly improvised and entirely inappropriate. Listener discretion, as always, is advised. So, without further ado, go grab yourself a drink, pull your chair closer to the fire, and come join Chris, Matt, Raggy, Shan, Lewis, and myself for this week's episode of the Adventurers Anonymous podcast. Please enjoy. I think we're recording. We are recording. Jesus H. Christ, why is it always so stressful with you people? Because we're drunk. Jesus Christ, this is... Look, we've got a whole... Look, we've got all of us here. Just be glad. Can we get a group photo, please? Uh, Chanel's covering her face up. That's standard. Come on, then. Everybody, everybody smile. Pretend like you're friends. That's brilliant. There we go. One more. One more just for luck. One more just for luck. Wow, the claws came out. Right, well, that was vicious. So we're running a little bit late, but who cares? The main thing is you're meant to have fun. Is everyone having fun? <laughs> is everyone sitting comfortably? For a whale of a time. Yes. Then, uh, ooh, then, uh, then we will begin. Last we left off with our intrepid adventurers, they had finally got their hands on one of the Emmentals that they had spent so long chasing down. Now, because part of my process as a dungeon master is huffing low-grade glue fumes, I accidentally told them all that it was the water emmentile. In reality, I was wrong, wrong, wrong. What they really had was actually the earth emmentile. Sorry for all you purists out there, let the record be set straight. Now then, having stashed it away, they decided to make a quick exit from the Kuatoan Chapel, but rapidly found a horde of angry fish folk trying to batter the large wooden doors down. In a piece of quick thinking, Belsiar used his mastery of the dark arts to try and disguise himself as the goddess Blibdlepoop, a bare-naked lady with the claws and head of a lobster. As you might expect, this didn't go down great, and if anything, it just made them a little bit angrier. Having spotted a caved-in passage at the back of the chapel, the adventuring party opted to spend this time getting the golem to clear the way for an escape through the back door. They narrowly made it through the door before the baying mob descended on them, opting to blow the passageway up behind them with dynamite, but not before sending the golem through to wreak havoc amongst the riled-up Kuatoans. Finding themselves in a set of cobweb-strewn passages, they started exploring, Hanash taking his time to investigate an old and dried-up corpse that was wrapped up in silk webs. Tati explored deeper down the passageway and accidentally alerted their presence to several other fish folk and their archmage wizard friend. To cut a long story short, shots were fired, insults were traded, and the adventuring party emerged victorious. But not before Maud had transformed herself into a giant lobster and murdered one of the fish folk. Finally, bracing against the cold air, they found themselves the exit to the outside world, arriving on a windswept set of cliffs by the sea. 
with Aristobulus shouting to everyone who would listen that he had found a rope bridge ahead. And that is where we will pick up with this week's episode. Come on in, Lewis. I know you've got loads of questions. Uh, I honestly don't. I'm, I found a rope bridge. That's sick. Um, what's after us again? You were in a village of, of like, do you remember the half-fish folk, the Kuatoans? You escaped yeah, a village sure. of them. Yeah. You did a load of MacGuffins. You you found your little prized possession that you were looking for, which was a, a relic of cheese, the Emmental. And you escaped with your yeah. lives after solving a few puzzles. You weren't there for the puzzles. Your character just sat in the corner masturbating whilst everyone else solved the puzzle. I love that. That's pretty much what I would have done if I was here anyway. Um, do, do we have any clue of where the next Emmental will be if we, now we've got one, do we have any clue where, have we got an inkling, an urge, a clue, anything of where another one would be? Oh, we're about to find out. I sure do. Oh. The notes written down. Um, I'm not to make notes, Chris. You are, you are if it's not on paper. If it's on your phone, it's fine. I was going to say, if, if it's on your legs. <laughs> like Memento. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm assuming that based on the based on the clues that we have for the other three Emmentals um, and based on the map, which I assume we have, do we have any idea which... Which one would be closest? Because I have I have the rough locations of those three kind of written down. Well, now you're asking questions. Uh, let me just. Well, for the, for the time being, it doesn't much matter because there's only one way out of this current cliff edge, which is across the rope bridge. But beyond that, yes, you will need to know the answer to that, and I should really have an answer. So, hang on, hang on, hang on. We can edit this out of the podcast and make me look like an absolute genius who actually has uh, decent show notes and understands what's going on. Um, hang on. Technical difficulties. Wow. Keep it going. Uh, <laughs> here we go. So you have the earth one, <coughs> which is in. Why have I got a tickly cough? That's. <coughs> It'll be the uh, be the lurk, mate. I've got it as Can well. You give me the lurk. I've got the lurk. Are we sponsored by the lurk this week? This week's sponsor, the lurk. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. Uh, who paid? Who gave us all that money? Uh, this week. Oh, shout out to uh, Clive and Sons Organic Bum Beads. Whoa. Uh, we got your deposit, and there is your shout out. Mm-hmm. Are those ones that are biodegradable. Melt in the arse bum <laughs> Clive and Sons. Oh, I don't want to know how they discovered that family. <laughs> <laughs> They're entrepreneurs, Chris. Okay, it's not incest if you're an entrepreneur. Oh, God. <laughs> when you first said that, I thought. I thought you said like bum bees, and I was like, no one wants a honey enema. That's <laughs> bees. Um, bees. Are they like Catholic worry beads? Are they like rosaries? Do you do, 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 do pop one out thoughtfully every so often? 
for Jesus. Yeah, you pop one out for Jesus. Okay, good. Well, that's fifty percent uh, of our audience gone. We're no longer trending in New Zealand. Marvelous, excellent. And on that note, thank you for buying me time with your anal uh, organic beads. Uh, yes, <laughs> that's a sentence you didn't think you'd say today. There are there are four <laughs> Emmental, and what you know about them is you found the Earth one in the coastal caves of Hogglehole. There is a fire Emmental, which is um, at an underwater volcano called the Everplume. There is a wind Emmental, which is in a storm system called El Bastardo, which comes in periodically, <laughs> and I believe is coming in in the near future. And the final water one is in an underwater diving yeah. site called the Diver's Grave, which is in the Swavian Isles. Amazing. You can so do with that information like what you will. But right now, it's very windy. You've left the Kuatone village. There is no gift shop on the way out, but what you do have is a windswept crag of a cliff top. You're getting blasted around. Uh, Maud, you hear behind you the of Marvin as the two teenagers who've been looking after him are just petting him as they are spackled in all sorts of detritus and blood and gore. Yes, Hanash. Is um, is Shan is Maud still a lobster? Yes. Yeah. Yes, she is. Good. Maud is very much a lobster, and Marvin is not sure how he feels about his mum being a lobster. Um, can I scurry up to... When I speak, I speak like Maud, don't I? Sure. I don't think so. I mean... I'm a lobster in form. But... As for the rule of cool, if you want to be able to speak, you can speak as Maud. You know what? It's fine. I... Because... I can talk to him in goat. Maud, give us your best lobster voice. Good. That was that good. Sounds horrifically motorboatery. I can do one um, where I have a, a lobster having a warm bath. That's good. In a pot. That is good. Make me an animal handling check. Why? Scaring the shit out of Marvin. Poor Marvin is sitting there as you're like. <laughs> Twelve. Yeah, Marvin. Marvin's backing off to the cliff edge. He's looking scared as as you approach him. Do I have to wait a turn, or can I speak to Marvin in goat? Uh oh my god! You can just do it. I think. If you can talk, you can, you can speak talk. With animals, right? If you if you can if you can commune with animals, you can commune with animals. So everyone else looks over and sees the giant lobster talking like. Meow. <laughs> And what are you saying to Marvin? Um, don't worry, Marvin. It's just me. Um, I'm just, I've had a bit of a fishy turn. A fishy turn. Name of the episode. Okay, right. Well, strong start. Organic anal beads to... I'm kind of wondering if this is the same goat that we saw on the bridge uh, <laughs> so long oh, ago. Everyone's wow. <laughs> got deja vu at some time. So what are you doing? In front of you, as you move forward on the cliff edge, there is literally only the way back through the cave entrance and the way forward. There is a cold and swinging rickety rope bridge with wooden panels and slats on it. 
it doesn't look in terrible condition, but it's pretty high up. Aristobulus, you go to the edge and you look over and you see it's a good 80 foot drop down into the swally gray waters of the sea as you see the waves smashing off the um, cliff face. You see the wind, you you see almost the the kind of like rain flecked panels. And you also see lots of nesting birds down in the cliffs below. You see in little alcoves, the birds all nest as you see uh, gulls. Sweet. In nesting season down below. Someone I, I, I want to do two things, if that's okay. I want to I want to cast a thing, and I want to immediately do a thing. And as we are doing uh, this later, and uh, I'm just going to fucking do it. I don't even care if it's allowed. I want to cast Bless um, to just sort of, you know, get the good vibes going, and then I'm going to fucking leg it across the rope bridge. Yes! You really are an agent of chaos, aren't you? Yeah, like I, I ain't got time to be like have Chris like, oh well, how thick is the string on the rope bridge? Like, let's fucking leg it. Let's just go. Exactly what I was going to ask. <laughs> I'm imagining like I was always like picking up his like like he's like yeah. his robe, his robe, and then just kind of gingerly like <laughs> meeting across <laughs> with your Jesus yeah. <laughs> You move, you move deceptively quickly <laughs> and always sideways, <laughs> like a crab. <laughs> exactly. I'm. I'm trying to make more feel comfortable. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down with this, Aristobulus. What I'm going to say to you before you do that: How are you manifesting the bless spell? What What are you doing to manifest it? What's your kind of like? Okay, let me just double check. I don't have to actually do anything. No, I don't. I can do what I want. So, because I'm not blessing during battle or anything, no one has to roll, uh, you know, like a thingy attack roll or whatever. Um, I'm going to do kind of like you would a sort of like Father, Son, Holy Ghost, but instead I'm doing much more of an... Yeah, I, oh, yeah, okay. Um, I'm going to do more of an Austin Powers, you know, testicles, wallet, watch situation that en- ends with a kind of... Oh. Ends with a kind of wrist action that resembles sort of splooge in the mouth, you know? Oh, yeah. wow. Uh, I think that's nuns on the run, the spectacles, testicles. Yeah, 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 but with the splooge at the end, you know, the happy ending version. So you're, you're going to do the spectacles, testicles, wallet watch, and then do the Nescafe gold blend. <laughs> yeah, the reversal Nescafe double explosion <laughs> turbo juice. Okay, okay. So as everyone looks over... <laughs> Nescafe, we will be hearing from their lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> with all the money amazing as you all look over everyone's attention is turned away from um everyone's attention is turned away from marvin the goat who's been braying as you all look around you see you hear some muttering coming from the pallid form of the wizened priest as you hear him chanting in like latin as he's like in nominus patris and spiritus sanctus amen as he does a uh, genuflection and then does a wank hand at the end <laughs> pulling up his britches you can his, his, his robes you can see his pallid gray wrinkly ass as he dashes with his jesus creepers across the slippery wet flowing panels at the rope bridge i'm gonna need you to make me a survival check <laughs> this is come on natural one <laughs> let's have a fuck's sake i've got seven <laughs> um, hold, hold on hold on across. hold on <laughs> hold on that's with that's with bless though so surely that means something I don't. I don't know. I think bless only goes to like your attack rolls and your saving throws, not your not your ability checks. Because I almost. Fuck you! Right? Okay, seven it is. 
So you see around him a hexagon of shining bright lights as he is engulfed within Bless. Not that Bless is doing anything for him, but it looks fucking cool. As he sprints across, running, you see him. You can hear the clicker-clacker, clicker-clacker, clicker-clacker of his Jesus creepers on the wooden panels. Uh, and it's all going quite well until a gust of wind startles one of the birds. You see one of the gulls take off, and in a way that only a seagull who's territorial can, fires a cannon of lukewarm liquid shit that hits the priest bang in the eye if anyone who's ever taken fluid to the eye you know how much it burns as he's like ah not the eye oh yeah as you see his sandal sliding sideways across the panels as you tank it off the edge but your ankle gets wrapped in one of the ropes as you hang down from the side swinging upside down by one of your ankles but your robes have now dropped exposing everything because you you hang you hang semi naked upside down from the rope bridge, howling, attracting dolls who are all now like pecking at your thighs <laughs> in a territorial way. I mean, it's it's kind of surprising, but yeah, we were all expecting this. Lewis's first day for a little while to be basically naked, getting your thighs yeah, touched by shit. <laughs> Yeah, so he's now upside down, hanging by his ankles, and all of his gowns have ridden down. So he's now like, um, it's like someone's peeled a banana. <laughs> like, yeah. like the worst piñata possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's not good. It's cold and wet. You're, you're shriveled up. It's not, it's not a great sight. Um, <laughs> the seagulls have mistaken your undercarriage for worms and maggots. <laughs> And uh, circling, circling like vultures. Wow! What's everyone else doing other than laughing? Uh, can I? Can I? Um, I mean, I'm not going to be any good at actually picking him up. I'm kind of relying on you to mm. do that. But can can I walk onto the rope bridge just carefully? I guess just see if I can test the weight of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. You're not going to hunters mark him. Um. As you, not this time. He's already you can't, you can't miss me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, it has literally. You've been money shotted in the eye by a seagull. Um, painted face. Yeah, you look like a painter decorated radio. Um, as you step onto the bridge now, Tatty. The one thing you'll notice, a bit like, a bit like a toddler. Uh, uh, Alton Towers. None of the none of the handrails and bars come down low enough for you, so this is not a safe ride for you. You can get onto the bridge, and the bridge is perfectly comfortable with your weight, but the hand grips are high for you. So, mm, okay. This this bridge was not designed with little hands in mind. Yeah. Can I? Um, can I? How far? How far along the bridge did Aristobulus get? Did he get very far? Uh, Aristobulus got about halfway across the bridge. His confidence carried him so far. His sliding sandals carried him the rest of the way. That's my that's my bio. <laughs> mm. <laughs> confidence and sandals. Um, can I can I see the end of the bridge? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, okay, I'm going to walk up to where Aristobulus is, uh, and can I can I gesture to to Hanash? Hey, come help me. <laughs> I have a job that requires your skills. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I, I suddenly develop a crippling fear of birds. <laughs> <laughs> the, 
Hashtag character development. <laughs> the, the birds at this point are circling. Um, I mean, they're gulls. They're fairly vicious. They're hissing and swooping at you. Um, both Tati and, and Hanash, can you make me dexterity saving throws? Well, I've not agreed to go yet. Oh, I'm very sorry. I misread that situation. So I was going to go, but I was going to like put my shield above. Okay, me okay, I'll, I'll allow. But both both of you make me dexterity saving throws, nonetheless. I got an eleven. An eleven, yeah. You you get pebble dashed in warm, warm, uh, warm bird shit. Uh, take a one to uh, seventeen. Seventeen. Hanash, on the other hand, uh, raises his shield, and you hear the boom, 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 boom as you're taking round after round of. Um, White scat onto the outside of your shield, just uh, just just fending it off bravely. Um, it's a bit like Braveheart. You're in the shield wall. Uh, you're 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 fighting off round after round of gull shit. Whereas Tatty Tatty just took one to the chest. I say to Tatty, I'll I'll grab his hand and pull him up, and you cut the rope, and so like say so like get him free because he's like dangling down, isn't he? Yeah, he's caught him. He's caught him one of the where the 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 main ropes come down uh, to kind of secure it to the to the wooden pedals. So I look at Aristobulus and I say, "Give me, give me a hand, Tiddlywink," and I and I go to reach for his hand to pull him up. I'll take out my dagger, ready to go, ready to go for the rope. His hands are at the bottom, so so I mean, what you can basically see are his bare legs, his cock and balls, <laughs> and his. Oh yeah, because he's hanging. He's up hanging upside down. So I'm open to kind of go right and grab him, and home, if he can do a set up, then I think I could. Um, I mean, I, you're strong, but I'm old as fuck. So we'll we'll see. It's a big if, but we'll give it a go. Oh, well, okay. Like plan A, try to set up. Plan B, <laughs> well, I'll grab you by yeah. your legs. All right, old man. Can you can you make us an acrobatics check? Can I? No, an athletics. Make us an athletics check, sir. Athletics. Look at me. Um, I think I've got better athletics than I do. Oh no, they're the same. Okay. Uh, let's see how it's going. Oh, fucking natural one. <laughs> so, so two. So two. <laughs> fucking hell. Uh, natural one. Um, First character, though. As you go to lean up, you start doing crunchy. <laughs> you feel your muscles burning in your abdomen as um, you sit up. You can't see anything because your robes have gone over the front of your of your face. You feel a gull come at you from one side, and you swat at it angrily like a wasp, and you just make it more and more furious as the gull circles back round, and you feel a crunching sensation in your genitalia. As everyone else watches the uh, gull clamp down on your member, as you take, um, hang on, as you take three points of piercing damage, um, as you're currently being circumcised by a seagull. Brilliant. Fucking brilliant. Can I cast um, calm emotions with my little elbow plushie to. To give Aristobulus the mental fortitude to survive this <laughs> ordeal. How how far out does the plushie's aura emanate? Like a mitt? 
It's 60 feet, so... Fuck me, that's a calming goal. It's pretty good. Oh, hang on, no. This doll is the most overpowered gear we've got so far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have a it's question. Like real-time therapy. What did he say, Maud? Who was, who was molested as a child me. by an owlbear? Is this not... It's not fairly frightening. Are there not flashbacks involved? I mean, I've got a, se- I've got a seagull, a seagull. Yeah, I've got a seagull bite in my cock. I, I, I've got enough on my plate right now, Ward. I don't have the time for the trauma to kick in. Hanash is holding the shield wall up whilst they're being pelted in shit. Tati's doing his, his, his sound best to help. He's got his dagger in hand ready to go. Both of you can see the seagull, which is now, cl- like, just sitting right in the apex of um, Aristobulus's undercarriage, just beaking, beaking away at him. Um, what, what what are we doing here? Um, I'm going to say for narrative reason, Aristobulus has lost one third of his foreskin so far. <laughs> oh, can I... Oh, can I... Oh, I, I kind of want to ask Lewis this before I ask Aristobulus this, whether you're comfortable for me to try and oh, shoot the man. seagull. Do you know what? Just focus and get into the other side. If Anash can pull me up by my legs, then we're good. I can deal with this trauma later, okay? If you can get to the other side, don't worry about me. I've already taken my hit points. Is this how Aristobulus finally dies? You know, like, all characters get heroic death. Yeah, no. He's going to slowly bleed out. Can I... And I so he's so he's hanging upside down by the, by the rope. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to say to Hanash, grab his leg, yeah. like tight, and I'm going to go and uh, get the knife underneath underneath the rope and uh, cut the rope so that he can grab him. I, I put my shield on my back first so that I can get like both okay 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 a third grip. And all, and all this while, Belsiar's just stroking a fucking plushy bear <laughs> next to a giant lobster. <laughs> this Well, my suggestion to the rest of the party is I can, I, can, I can fly, we can all fly, but I'm a little bit spent after all this action. If we can take a long rest, an Aristobulus can hang on for a you know, six to seven a t- hours. A t- seven and a half to eight hours. You can wait eight hours and then what? And then what? Use the main we'll, cantrip I'll, on I'll his just fly out there. <laughs> I, I can, I can, I can do, yeah, I can do mending. Same. Time. Don't worry um, about me. This is just a predicament. It's not permanent. Okay. I love the way when he's hanging up. I mean, he down. Has to hear, like, do you know what? And in, in, what I'd love to do now is just pan forward to the really old form of Aristobulus. He's <laughs> in an old people's home and he's penning his memoirs. And he's like, I wasn't worried. It was just a predicament. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't the first time I'd nearly lost my foreskin. It wasn't the last, you know? It was just a day. Just another day with a Y in it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to... As, as, as Hanash grabs his leg, I'm going to make sure that he's got a hold on his leg, and then I'm going to cut the rope so that Hanash can grab him. Excellent. Okay. Uh, in which case, if you are working together on this, can you both make me? Um, do not, mm, I'm going to need you to make. I want to see the seagull with like a little polar neck, like a little foreskin polar neck for a sea, for a seagull. 
hey, did I ever tell you the time um, I got up in the middle of one, you know, and it's winter and it's really dark and you can't see what the fuck's going on and you stumble out of bed and you're late for work. And I, I scrabbled around in my underwear drawer and I pulled out a pair of boxer shorts. And I tried to get them on. They were unbelievably tight. And it turns out I'd picked up a snood and I just got it up one thigh. Uh, and I was desperately trying to wear one snood so as, confused. as underwear. <laughs> Yeah, just super fucking confused. Anyway, there we go. That's a small insight into my life in the morning. <laughs> you threw it away, right? After after it had brushed your ball sack, you threw it away. No. No, I've still got it. It's down here. No, it's wash. Uh, no, no, it was a gift to my mum. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. My mum loves that smooth. <laughs> right. Thank you for the snood-related uh, comment there, uh, Maud. As, um, right, Tati and Hanash, what I need from you. Tati, can you make me a sleight of hand check? Hanash, can you make me an athletics check? 22, sleight of hand. Fuck me, he's good. It's a natural 20! Your boy's getting his foreskin back. What, 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 what? So, like some sort of military precision, both of you huddle together, chat in a way, you make a plan, you're like, I go first, you go first, on the counter, three, three, two, one, the gnome whips out the knife with a clean cut like a surgeon cutting through the cord which goes and loads. At the instant, the perverted priest, you feel a sudden drop Aristobulus and then a warm hand grabs your ankle as Hanash, you strain, you feel a jolt forwards as you grab onto the rope in front of you to stabilize yourself as you are now holding a priest swinging upside down semi-naked with a seagull on him the seagull is clamped uh, i say oh come on get up here you and your friends and then i, and then I pull him up you, you climb up not when a dog bites you and it locks its jaw come on chanel you love all dogs what kind of dogs jaws lock when they bite you Pit balls. Thank you. Do you know how you get that? And how do you get them off? You finger them. You have to stick your finger in your thumb. Well, oh. would any, would anybody like to do the honours? <laughs> <laughs> right. Who wants to finger a cloaca of a seagull? No, I'm not going to do that. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> or, or seagulls can't fart and they can't burp. So if you blow up its bum, it explodes. I mean, Hanash, I mean, this has, this has, this seems like Hanash all over, but you know, I don't want to take anyone's turn. Play a seagull's ass like a fucking flute. So Aristobulus, as this goes down, the wind catches the hem of your garment and brings it back over your head. For the first time, you look down and you can see the seagull clamped down uh, upon your appendage. Yeah, I, I certainly can. I'm outraged. Um, I normally love, you know, the old gherkin nibble, but uh, not in this, in this, uh, not right now, you know, not right now. Um, I'm debating, can you remind me the robe of stars? You know how I can yeah. use the, uh, I can fire they're, stars they're auto, off. They're auto hit. They're, yeah, they are, right? So um, are they one and duns or can they, they regenerate? Every night. So, any of you have used, you haven't used them for ages. Oh, You'll have a full well, I know I'm wearing robes, but yeah, I, I need to hit one. I need to hit the seagull with one of my stars from the Robe of Stars, then, please. I know they're auto hit, but also your genitalia is next to its head. So, can you 
I will assume it will automatically do damage. Can you make me a sleight of hand check? Um, yes. I'm now concerned. <laughs> what are we on? Oh, bear with me. Nine, nine, uh, 19 with, so 20. 20, so good. okay. Yeah, so you grab your lapels and like ninja throwing stars, you get a... <laughs> as everyone looks over, there's a sudden crackle of electrical energy and a boom! As everything, Hanash, you feel something warm and wet hit the side of your face as stickers... Stickers? as feathers and viscera hit the side of your face. As you all look down, you just see the exploded corpse of a seagull. As you look down, Aristobulus, you just now see the um, severed head and beak still swinging um, from your from you, whereas the rest of the seagull cool. is now gone. Cool. I'm going to keep that there for a while. Um, trophy of sorts. Um, it looks a little bit. Do you know, like when you um, when you do up the loaf and you put the little plastic clip on the the end of the bread <laughs> to stop it going stale? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's me. Okay, thank you. I, I take a bite out of the bird corpse. I guess. Oh wow, Hanash just picking up a. Um, it is slightly charred through um, thaumaturgical cooking. As you you pick up a a flaming seagull wing, it's it's okay. Like, you've eaten worse on your travels. Crunch. <laughs> so what are the rest of you doing at this point? Um, I, I guess I'll, I'll start making my way slowly to the other end of the bridge. It's quite lucky the bridge is still intact, really. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. Not to AJ. I mean, it's quite lucky um, Aristobulus is still intact, all things considered. <laughs> yeah, I, I, ne- I, I literally nearly just blew my dick off, so, you know. <laughs> it's, it's not been plain sailing. Good news, you're alive. Bad news, you've blown your cock off. It is, it is somewhat mangled. It's going to be, like, next time you go to a urinal, it's going to be like a sprinkler. Like, you are... Like, like the Trevi Fountain. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're going to be splashing around like the Trevi Fountain. That's a solid, that's a solid Roman reference, huh? Um... There we go. As you make your way to the other side, Maud, are you attempting to cross a bridge as a giant lobster? Yes. And that is fine because lobsters have a very hard shell, so if I fall, then I'll just go into the water and I'll be fine. Okay. Um, As you make your way across the bridge, everyone makes it to the other side. You take your time. The birds are now, having seen one of their kith and kin blown apart by magic, the rest of the seagulls, who are A, slightly shat out from pelting you with um, cloacal discharge, are now somewhat done and, and, and let you pass. As you all make it to the other side, as you all look past, you see the giant lobster <coughs> squeezing its way across the bridge, just barging its way. The bridge is not designed for a lobster of this size, and it is swinging but something with as many legs as that. As you turn around on the other side, you survey the bridge back behind you, and you look back at the end. Where's Marvin? The... What did you secure, Marvin? As you all, you all look down, kids. you all look down at a patch on the rocks beneath. No, I'm joking. Uh, Marvin, Marvin's with you now. What you notice at this point, um, Maud, is that the two teenagers are like. All right, yeah, look, um, it's been a pleasure. Uh, we looked after your goat for you. We'd like to go home now if it's all right. We're going to get in trouble with our parents. 
Wait, wait a second. Do they look like they're of means? <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Do they oh, look no. like they're of What are you going to... What? Uh, no, they're just simple village fisher folk. They're two teenagers. He came out for a they beer and a food. They also get two like, bags out of his <laughs> ransom job. <laughs> these, these guys, imagine like... I was going to... They, like someone who's gone along for a ride along in a police car and then got embroiled in a high speed chase and a shootout, they're scared. I mean, they're pebble dashed. Like Hanash murdered a fish man next to them. They've just seen a man nearly blow his own cock off with magic. They've seen a woman transform into a giant lobster. They've seen a lot of shit, but they stayed true to their word. And that's what I explained to them as I add, it would be nice if we got a little thanks for our troubles. He's like, what? What do you? Uh, well, we don't have much. What do you want? Gold usually works. I don't look. Uh, make me a persuasion. No, hang on. Make me an intimidation. Are you trying to persuade or intimidate here? <laughs> a little bit of both. <laughs> this is so out of character for you. What's wrong, Belsia? Are you having a bad day? You know, no, I'm always I'm I'm running a I'm running the swindle. It's not I'm not yeah. really gonna like kill them. He's running a short con. I 20, I might kill them. Twenty three. Twenty three. Eighteen plus five. I don't I, I look I don't have much. As you lean in with your big teeth, as you open your crocodilian mouth and your razor sharp fangs, it's like no 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 I don't look look I've got um I've got several roll mop as he takes out a little, like, bundle of roll mop. And he's like, I've got some uh, yep. some dried herring. I will take all of that. I've got an amulet made of cat's teeth, as he just like, pulls <laughs> off, like some people wear festival beads. You can keep that. He's like, hey, look, have it. No? I'll, I'll take the herring and my companion here will we'll take the roll mop. Okay, well, look, thank you. If it's that's all you've lovely. got, that's all you've got. Good luck. He almost goes to shake Maud's hand and remembers that she's a giant lobster. Is like, <laughs> all right, thank you. Look, it's been lovely. I love the way you've never once asked us what our names are. We we we'll be seeing you later. As uh, he looks down at Aristobulus, like he's like, "Good luck with that." And you see them scuffle off. I'm just going to instead of instead of giving him a nod, I'm going to use the uh, seagull's head to give him a little nod. Which is still attached. Wow. Still attached to the end of my cock. Oh. You, you didn't even have to use your hands to do that. Just through the power you used. <laughs> the power of my many gods. It's like a pendulum. <laughs> it's a pendulum, Jesus Christ. Okay, good. Right, so that's a thing that happened. You all take a moment to gather yourselves to stop. Uh, it has been a long, long, long time for you. Um since you've had a rest, you are all tired and weary, covered in wounds. Um, Aristob- no, Belsiar, at this point, you look down and remember the wound you took to your inner thigh whilst dancing across the puzzle board. It's just about starting to coagulate now. Um, like, Hanash, you feel the burning sensation in your buttocks as you remember the flames that licked across the back of your trousers as you danced around on the board, and you feel a layer of hardened green callous skin starting to form across the top of it. Aristobulus, you realise at some point you're going to need to take a piss, and you've currently um, got a clamp. Um, you, can feel, you, can, you can feel your bladder starting to get full. 
Piss through the seagull's head. It's fine. One and done. Um, can I... Straight the eyes. Can I make a perception check around where we are right now just to see... <laughs> Just, just to see if this is a safe place where we can, where we can share secrets. What kind of safe place? Yeah, all right. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Make me a perception check, please. That was that was an adventure. Uh, Fourteen. Fourteen. What you do notice is a man who is very used to hunting and being stealthy and reading tracks is that. This is a thoroughfare for Kuatoans, and you look down at the ground and you see people come across this bridge. So standing by this bridge would be a bad idea. Sooner or later, someone else is going to cross it. It's here for a reason. Um, you can either dismantle the bridge or move away from it. Yeah, I was going to say, I might. Um, what does the what does the area... Um, going away from the bridge look like if we carry on from this side of the bridge what does it look like does it go into like uh woods or jungle or anything like that yeah um there's a path it's not exactly a highway or a freeway there's no roads what you do see is more of a verdant kind of landscape uh with more bushes and trees you can see in the distance a forest ahead of you um, this isn't a well-worn path. If this was a w- very well-worn path, everyone would be using it. It's probably the back door to the Kuatoans. So, yes, on one side you've got the cliff that goes straight off into the sea, and on the other side it just becomes tundra. Okay, I um, I'm going to say to everyone else. I think we I think we make our way that way, pointing towards the pointing towards the the tundra, and find a good spot to make camp and uh, try and try and get some fucking rest. Uh, I'd like to flick the bird head uh, before we skip off. Wow, you want to rub off, it like off a the cock? No, I don't want to flick it off. I want to give it like a little doing. No, yeah, it has to go <laughs> off the cock though. I'm not taking it off. You have to flick it off. No, I w- no, I want to flick it on the cock. I just didn't know how to be able to flick it off, or is it on there permanently until we find like? A, oh, it's clamped a, a, on. Do you remember the pencil toppers called trolls? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's no? what it's like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this also seems like another one of weird mementos that Maud might want. You know, it's something to do with animals. So, you know. Heads. Yeah. Put it on the uh, end yeah, of your so. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this, this, this is a look. Right. Whilst all of this is going on, whilst there's some banter going on between Hanash and Aristobulus regarding his little pencil topper, um, the rest of you all push forward away from... <laughs> The bridge, as you, the storm at your backs, um, a um, light rain starts pebbling down upon you, which actually, rather than being distressing, is quite cooling, being that you've been cooped up underground for so long, actually washing away the patina of grime across you. After a while, Tatty, you and Barbara feel safe in the location of, of being able to put up a good hide as you, you gather yourself on the edge of a coppice of woods. The things you notice about this particular place is that it's in a lower secure location, so you're unlikely to be seen by passers-by. It's off the beaten track, and you can't see any footprints coming from any people, let alone big animals. You feel comfortable that this is a good hide in a place, and you help everybody construct a makeshift camp 
making beds out of boughs of branches and, and leaves and things like that, you feel comfortable in this area, in this place, that you can make a smokeless fire. And under the boughs of trees, you get a small little campfire going, which you all huddle around for warmth, taking the time to share what resources and food you have. Um, Belsiar taking the time to look down at his inner wound and taking some time to start patching himself up and clean himself off with his water bottle and stitch up his own inner thigh with neat little stitches. It would take a long rest here. You can have one if you want. We definitely would like one. It's been months. Um, a long rest has been had. A long rest for everybody. At this point, we're just going to take a drinks break because this is a very good way to punctuate the episode. Plus, it'll also reflect the fact that you're all having a good old rest. Yay. Reality reflects the game. Are you drinking anything that nice there, AJ? Barley squash from Aldi. Ooh, very nice. I'm a big fan of Aldi. It's so cheap. <laughs> so, like you, you, yeah, you might have just found out what Aldi is. <laughs> Did you have prior knowledge, or have you just discovered it? Uh, well, yeah, you can do your weekly shop for two pound fifty and a hand job. It's the cheapest way. I love the thing I love about Aldi is you do your mental arithmetic as you go around, and you're like, I sure. think it's, and then it goes. It's it's always twenty percent less than you think it will. Yeah, cost. yeah. I mean, admittedly, some because every fifty not the going rate for a hand job in in that backwards end of town. What, what end of <laughs> town paying. would that be? Should <laughs> do you want to? Uh, there's an Aldi everywhere. There's an Aldi not too far from you. There's a reason. Yeah, it's one in St. Mary's Gate. It's not a million miles away. That's far. Big up Aldi at St. Mary's Gate. That's my one. Big it up. Big it up. Where, where do you shop, Matt? I think Matt's an Ocado kind of guy. Matt made life choices early on. That he was. I'm. Ocado's great. You can. You can. They. They never substitute anything. It's. It's amazing. You're an Ocado man, of course you are. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. It's fucking very, very reasonably priced <laughs> for, the, for the for the quality. I've got, I've got to admit, like we live near an M and S, and you can get some absolute bargains from M and S. They're not as expensive as you think they'd be. Some items they are. Clothes. This week we're actually sponsored by it's a fucking one. Hmm. What is? The M&S Ultimate Sausage Roll is so good. Best sausage roll in Sheffield. Ooh. All of them. They also do... You you hear that, Gregs? You hear that, bitch? (laughs) (laughs) Step up, Gregs. Come at me. Jesus Christ. They also do a Valentine's Love Sausage. Um, M&S. Which is always amazing. Isn't that an an 80s ML band? I had bought that. (laughs) Just ate it on my own. <laughs> well, the love sausage. Yeah, yeah. Just one woman and a love sausage. We we partook in some love sausage uh, on Valentine's. I had to shop around yeah. on all the different 
Nope. I had to go to three different MSs before I managed to find one of the. Uh, I found the last battered love sausage that had been kicked around. Fuck. Um, the, 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 the end of the Nothing tubing says had love burst. like batter. No, not that kind of batter. Well, like a battered traffic cone with, with indeterminate meat inside it. Yeah. <laughs> Put indeterminate meat inside you. All right. Excellent. And on that incredibly childish note, let's pick the bloody episode back up. Right. Everyone, that's right. Cool yourself off. That's right. Don't get your cold car off. Uh, right. Picking up where we left off. It is now the morning. You've had your montage. If this was a computer game, you'd see the seasons changing and the light dimming and you'd see the stars coming out. And you'd see like everything going on, but we're going to skip forward. We're going to hey, assume. Can you get a loading screen tip? Can you get what? A loading screen tip. So, is there a little tip at the bottom that says, "Don't let seagulls get GPS"? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we want those. We want those hints. Um, your your loading tip is um, hold down the option button to jettison all of your inventory. You can literally do the inventory and. <laughs> If you hold down the option key. Um, I'm immediately. I'm holding down the option key right now. <laughs> why, why are we perving on your cat, Matt? I assume everyone always wants oh, to see you. Hello, Hector. Hector hello. works well in an audio podcast. Is it weird that because of uh, because of his name, I'm always picturing his, maybe his internal monologue is like, you know, Latin American. And he's like, hello. Hey. <laughs> hey Hector. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> If you look closely, he's got like a little bandito moustache. Amazing. <laughs> Tiny little sombrero. Bandito. <laughs> well, now that we've finished offensively racial stereotyping people and cats, let's crack on. Just cats. Just cats. That's cats. That's the way we roll. Right. Picking up where we left off. You've had your montage. So as you bedded down for the night. We're going to see a montage of the stars coming out as the sun goes down. I'm not going to bother getting you to roll for a um, check to see what goes on in the night because Tati has expertly picked this position because he knows it to be safe. He knows this through looking at the tracks on the floor and sensing the growth of the underbush and bracken and knows that nothing major comes through here. As you wake up in the morning, we see... Maud and Marvin cuddled up together, Marvin being the little spoon with a... Maud at this point has transformed the, the power of her uh, lobsterish has worn off and Maud has turned back into a tiefling, much to everyone's sadness. We also see Tatty, who is fallen asleep on Barbara's back, using her as a fluffed-up cushion. She seems to like this, uh, and those two are snoring away casually. Um Aristobulus is uh, borrowed the plushy owlbear off um, Belsia and you, you hear him snoring away, rocking backwards and forwards. Um, Hanash, you get a particularly bad night's sleep as you pull a pine cone from out of your ass as you wake up in the morning. And Belsia, you wake up with a funny itch on the end of your nose as you look down. In the morning dew, you see a caterpillar is slowly crawling across the end of your snout. Another another animal companion. <laughs> that you can kill. I shall name him Wilson. How's this one going to fucking die? 
And as a friend, put him in a little. Can, can I get like a an empty like like can and put some holes in the lid and put him inside with a leaf? Absolutely, oh. yeah. The, 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 as you get a little, you get a little glass vial, in fact, from your inventory, and you 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 puncture some some holes through the cork lid, and you put the caterpillar in. Um, as you now have a vial with a caterpillar in, as you're putting it away in your inventory. You feel a ruffle of feathers as you look down and see Cato in your satchel as he's just lying there looking at you forlornly on his zero health points. Cato, you just hear his little voice as he's like, Kill me! I hoist him up. I'm like, can we get some first aid for this for this crow? I thought I thought Aristobulus healed him when we like after Ar- we did Aristobulus the stabilized him on zero health points. No, oh, he, he did, did anything with dying. Him. So he was yeah, he was passed out, but not actually dying. So basically, he's been run over. Like, what was wrong with him? He got shot with a blow dart in the side of the head. Um, you stabilized him, but then nobody has bothered to heal him. So he's currently... He's had a long rest. Yeah, he's had a long rest. He's fine. You've used him as a pillow. As He's had a long rest. That's a bloody good point. As you just see his mangled wings and his like beak as he's like, I hate you. If anything, he's better, he's better rested than all of us because he's been out for a lot longer than we have. <laughs> he's been in the bottom of your satchel. I he's, begrudgingly... He's sticky with, you know, the bottom of your satchel where all the, like, fluff and lint and sticky lotion bottles have all leaked. He's got, like, a Cheerio stuck to the side of his feathers. And he's just in a horrible way. I know I know why he probably hasn't been saved, too, because we're quite action-packed at the minute, and I, I can cast Spare the Dying and Mending at will, but it is a, a first-level spell to... Can somebody just cast Heal? Has anyone got anything that will heal one point? He's only got one point of health. And, and, and not, not be funny, but I've got a mangled knob at the started. minute, so... <laughs> You've got what? One point of health. A mangled knob, so I can't even use my turn to save him. He's got four. I think he had four points of health. Sorry. Yeah, Marvin I, think McCone, we, I think you rolled his, his points when when you when you rolled for the trap. The goat's got one. The goat's got one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, you've got to be really careful, Mar- Marvin. The goat's part of the Make a Wish Foundation. You should be pushing him around everywhere, like in a little trolley. <laughs> like, take him to do that. Like, he <laughs> he really could be on wheels. Uh, I, I really want whenever as the more animals that Bell shall find, the quicker he kills them. I want, <laughs> I, 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 I kind of want him to like look at it, like look at something with a magnifying glass and accidentally burn it to death. No, where are you going? I was just gonna say, as soon as I put the caterpillar in the jar, I look at dying Kato, and I'm like, <sighs> and I open the jar and I take the caterpillar out and I feed it to Kato <laughs> so he can regain. One point of health. Uh, Maud, somebody who can commune with animals. Maud, you wake up as you see the caterpillar sliding out the end of the test tube as you just feel the caterpillars. He's like, Well, that amigos, uh, maybe we can talk about this. No, 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 no! <laughs> the caterpillar slides out the end of the test tube into Kato's mouth. 
as you feel a small life form extinguished, Maud, uh, as Kato crunches down on the caterpillar, starting to get some vital. Kato's like, it's the circle of life. (laughs) Kato's like, I will not forget this. This does not make up for what you you have done. You lent on me all night. I wanted to make sure you were warm. Yeah. <laughs> right. I fed you a caterpillar. Yes, I bet I get acid reflux from the caterpillar. <laughs> right, what are you doing as you all wake up? Wasn't there a guy around? No. Like a mate? There wasn't a mate, some guy that was like a woodland guy. Did you not say that? I thought you said there was a guy. Oh, they went back to their parents. Oh, the two kids went back to their parents. As, as you all look over, you see um, Aristobulus has been eating mushrooms. He's found at the base of a bunch of pine cones as he's just like, <laughs> where is the woodland guide? <laughs> Communing. <with him. laughs> he's been hallucinating some kind of woodland creature. I've been chatting to them for ages. I'm go- I said I was going to write their memoir for them. <laughs> An elk turns around and talks to you. He gave me like he gave me really good financial advice. Wow. <laughs> okay. I did my taxes. I thought I'd done my taxes. Yeah. I just can imagined I... he was. Can I? I just imagined he. Oh, oh, sorry. Go on. Go on. Uh, right. No, no, no. You go on. You have actual. It's true. Um, can I? Um, can I look at the? Um, the clues for the for the other three Emmentals uh, that were in Petunia's diary. Yes, uh, against uh, a map of the area, which I assume is just like a map of like the Menagerie Coast, mm-hmm. to see where we should be heading for the next closest one. Um, you would imagine looking at it now. Now, firstly. The first thing you do, you pull out her diary and you see that it's got some dried seagull shit on it. As you take your sleeve and scrub the dried seagull shit off the outside of her diary, as you open it up, you just see that powdery white flaky shit drifts off. As you look on the inside, while everyone else is making their breakfast and decamping, you do some mental arithmetic. Knowing that you found the earth emmentile, you work out that by merit of the fact... um, the location of the other two, the next nearest one would be the weather front that's about to hit um, El Bastardo. So is that started? You know, you said it was raining last night. Is it, are, we, are we kind of in the edge of the storm now? Or is this like normal? Ah, that's a good question. Make me a perception. Could I make a... Could I make a oh, I was going to say perception or survival check. If or I, major. Which, Maybe which a nature other? check. Uh, I'm going to say perception because my nature is not that good. If you wish, and that's a natural one. So as far as I know, it's just water from the sky. <laughs> as you look up, you just feel the water dripping down on you. Uh, yeah. It's starting. Uh, you have nothing that would connect the dots, more than wishful thinking and hope. But uh, what you establish is from the little you know, the most probable thing to go after next would be um, the wind emmental 
the stormy seas. You need to sail out into the eye of El Bastardo. Uh, it's in the water. Yeah, I've got something in my notes that it would be rolling back into this area soon, but beyond that, I don't really know. Okay. Um. Okay. So based based on the fact that we came from the last the last settlement that we were in was Port Zune. Yeah. And based based on the map that we have. Yes. And my. Uh, assessment of where we are. Do I know where the nearest port is? Uh, you are still closest to Port Zune if you wish to go back there. Failing that, give me a second. Talk amongst yourselves. Um... You know what I remembered randomly today, Chris? And Chanel. The car has four doors, Chris. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, because... no. That was adorable. That was... Chris is like... That was hilarious. Chris is trying to scratch his way into Matt's car. Like, can't figure out how, how, how to get me into the back of the car. And I'm looking at him and I'm looking at the door. And Chris has opened the passenger side door. He's trying to figure out how to, like, he's pushing and pulling and scratching it. Scratching trying to figure out how to move this, how to move the passenger front seat. And Matt helps him. Matt helps and him Matt. move the seat. Helps him move it so that I can get in. And then looks. Oh at no! Says, this car has four doors, Chris. Like, <laughs> I also love that you helped me to do what I was trying to do before you were there. Like, yeah, I was like, I was oh, full. Chris is trying to do something. I'll help him out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't matter if he's trying to do the wrong thing. <laughs> that was nice and polite, though. You're like, I'm not going to tell him and ruin his day and, <laughs> until, he's, until he's achieved his goal. And then I'll tell him that his goal was fucking, fucking pointless. <laughs> But you did it. Well done, buddy. Well done. <laughs> well, well done, bud. That was fucking pointless. <laughs> right. Did you get that on the t-shirt? So, hang on. You a two-door car and you were trying to get in the back, or was it a four-door car? How could you not get into the car? No, there were plenty of doors available, but... <laughs> Chris, only, Chris only wanted to use one. Uh, I got confused in my mate's hatchback once. I didn't realise my mate's hatchback only had two doors, so I tried to get in the back via the petrol cap. I tried to claw open the... <laughs> Climbing in through the boot, through the back seat. Um, That's the thing. I'll I'll manage it. I'll manage it. Hose pipe and a mint. You are asking me. Right, so imagine, if you will, um, it comes down. So you're at the bottom of a peninsula. You're at the very bottom. On the left-hand side of the bottom. If you go up, Port Zoon's above you. Uh, The next nearest thing is directly above that, which is uh, failing. So I can send you a small map if you like, because um, you would know the area somewhat. But mm. and above that is the plum groves, which is a lovely area. Um, but I mean, I'll show you where you are. I will send you a map. <laughs> and what you do with that information is entirely up to you. Sorry, it's not very high res. It's not up to my usual standards. So you can see you're just beneath Port in the very dark green section at the bottom of the map. That is where you are. Mm. 
probably as close yeah, to land where that boat is. So you've got you go all the way around to Nicodranus. You could go all the way up past Port Zune to uh, Faelin. Um and off to the side, what you can't see at that point um, is uh, what you can't see. Hang on, is um, there's a reef off to one side. Uh, you've got a bunch of isles off to one side. So as you look out to sea, as you look through the winds and the waves, you can see um, there are a bunch of islands out at sea as well. Off to your left. So really, you haven't got, you can't go much further south. You're going to fall off the end of land. And if you keep going north, you're going to end up back in Port Zune, which you burnt down. We did have some trouble in Port Zune. That's a good point. <laughs> you you burnt down an underground speakeasy, I think you'll find. At least. But if the fire spread, then it's all gone. And then our problems have also gone. Fire can't spread through doors, stupid. It's not a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. In that case, I would maybe suggest to the group that we make for Nicodranus instead. While you're strategizing, I'm once again changing devices. BRB. I'm enjoying a screenshot where, like, one of the tabs is how to say fiddle. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about How are you saying it before? Don't final, final, final. <laughs> just, uh, you were just sat there for like 30 minutes before this, just saying, final, <laughs> final. I knew as soon as I said that, somebody. Also, can we just look at what Lewis is frozen doing? Or is it just me? <laughs> uh, right, yeah. there you go. Now that I've deflected away from my own browsing tabs. Doing good, we're doing good, we're doing good. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Is Nick a it's Nicodranus where we were imprisoned. No. Uh, no. You, oh, okay, you, as long as we're heading away from, yeah. You're yeah. going in the other direction. Yeah, you're going in the opposite direction, yeah. You're on the other side from where you were. Uh, what are you doing? You want to go to I Nicodranus? Think, I think that's the best way to go. Um, I would put that to the group. Okay. Happy. Okay. Yeah. Is there anything nice there, like a museum or...? Um. Bars. I mean, it's a, sushi. It's a port town. It'll 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 have stuff. It'll have bars. Um, okay. It's got the it's got the Nicodranus Shoe Making Museum. It's got the Cobblers Museum, and it's also got the Guinness Book of Records oh, largest ball of string. There is well. someone worked for the Nicodranus Tourist Board. Jesus. <laughs> Absolutely, I've got all the facts. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> Maybe. Right. So, leaving your camp, what are you doing as you decamp? Um, obviously, there are now spread out brushes. You've you've somewhat can I fucked up the undergrowth. A, can I plot a course uh, looking at the map to get us onto that main road-looking thing? that looks like it goes from Port Zoon to Nicodranus. Yeah, I see. So you want to push up through the woods we... and join oh, the yeah, road um, to Nicodranus. How far away from the coast are we? Right from the cliff edge. Is Hanash going to make another boat? Yeah. 100, 150 metres? 
Okay. And I just like to go walk over there and do a poop. <laughs> That's on like a poop with a V. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bit like Rick's. Rick. What kind of logistics are you doing to take a shit off a cliff? Would you have to sit with your friend holding onto your hands <laughs> no, to keep you from falling over the edge? I'll do like 10 metres back, but with a view of the cliffs. Yeah. Oh, I see. Right. Oh, sorry. Right. You're not no, shitting no, off. No, this isn't like the court case. No, this is just for a view. There's no vendetta here. Just, I'm not trying to get the pigeons or whatever. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. 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 Um, so as you go over to, I mean, make me a nature check. Remember, the seagulls are out there. Poop, poop on them, they pooped on me. They're just waiting, biding their time. So you walk out you walk out to the cliff edge, you stretch your, your tent, you haven't had a very good night's sleep, you had a pine cone digging into your back for most of the night as you stretch and crunch tired muscles and bones. You are refreshed by the breeze coming in off the sea as um you stretch and yawn. You unbuckle the piece of rope that keeps up your, your leathery kecks as you drop them to the ground. You squat down. As you look out to sea, you see a boat. You see a fishing ship. As you watch it bobbing up and down on the waves, an almost infantile bliss comes over you, a simplicity that um excites you a peace that comes over you after your hours and days of fighting and violence and anger this small simple pleasure of watching a fishing boat out of sea warms your heart as you pull your britches back up turn around and in your moment of bliss step straight in your own shit it's now caked onto your left boot As you lift up the side of your boot, it's really caked into the grip. Like, it's it's all up in there. I kind of, as I walk back to camp, I do that thing where I, like, kind of take a step and then I <laughs> slide my poo <laughs> on the floor. I take a step and I slide my poo issue again. Try and get something. Sort of, um, yeah, I pick up a stick and... Tatty. You know this is happening, Tatty, because you are a highly trained hunter and he is walking downwind <laughs> of you. The first thing you get is that Barbara physically flinches. Um, you know, something is assaulting her nasal cavity and then you get the smell. As you look around and you see him doing the walk of shame. I immediately ran into a brigand that he's <laughs> trying to intimidate. <laughs> As you... You notch an arrow and, and cast Hunter's Mark on his left boot. Um, uh, no, the, the turd got a sneak attack on him, and it is ingrained. You smell terrible now, Hanash. For narrative reasons, we're going to say you wiped. We didn't cover that. I think the, I think the listeners are mature enough to believe that you wiped. Um, but you're what? not that kind of guy. Look at the look on Maud's face. Maud's got this disgusted kind of like... I don't think oh, we can assume anything about the mature, m- maturity of our listeners. No. <laughs> I always kind of envisage him more like a dog, you know, on all f- on their ass, dragging it <laughs> along the floor. <laughs> ah, that's interesting. I'd envisaged him air drying, you know, like just like washing on a washing up. Yeah, and, and, and um, food okay. Beer as well, so it's not going to be great, is it? No, I was going to say it's it's a wonder it could get even get stuck in your shoe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Yeah, it's true. You haven't been eating that much like protein and fiber. Like it's pretty squelchy. Um, okay, okay, right. So, okay. So, what are you doing, Tatty? As you decamp, is there anything in particular you want to do? You just abandon in the campers, you know, with a burnt fire ring and. I mean, I'll uh, I'll try and cover our cover our tracks the best I can. You know, it's all it's all supplies that we've brought with us anyway. So we'll be packing it up. I'll turn the turn the uh, turn the fire so it's not like um, super obvious that someone was here. Oh, shit everywhere. Well, I mean, you, you went you went closer to the cliff edge, I think. But <laughs> it seems to have come back with me. <laughs> Carrying shit it's with just you. Drip all, the way. all of this, all of this is happening simultaneously. Maud, you are spending an intimate moment with I, uh, Marvin. Um, I would like, like that. to have but you Marvin's fur down his back. I can do the French all the way down. Okay. Make me an animal handling check. 16. 16. Not bad. You're plaiting Marvin's fur underneath his beard. He's got like a beautiful little kind of like goatee as you plait it in front. You stop after a while as you realize as you're plaiting and petting Marvin, like clumps of fur are coming off him. He's a very sickly very sickly goat um you've you, you pull yeah. the knot too tight and bits of a clump of goat hair comes off in one hand um as you realize why is he sick uh radiation poisoning <laughs> um i don't know <laughs> on the submarine yeah. Oh, no. yeah, he, he grew up in chernobyl <laughs> i don't know oh, yeah. <laughs> what you can't see right now is that everyone everyone talking right now has just visibly audibly flinched you have to add that to your standard right. yeah like a goat a, a sick goat that was born in I'm not even going to say it alright 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 we're just merely saying he's sickly right I see I also have shat where I eat so I am going to move away from that narrative nugget and we're going to let the adventuring party move further into the woods. Now then, leaving behind the worries of the campsite, Hanash, you finally managed to um, descat yourself after doing a bit of moonwalking in the long grass. You managed to clean the worst of the fecal matter off the rim of your boot. As you all set off into the woods, um, even Kato is now starting to perk up Belsiar as uh, you and Kato talk. Kato noticed that whilst he was stuffed dying inside your bag, you had a very interesting um, vellum box with a scientific instrument in it that he is very interested in. Um, and Oh, that old thing. That old thing that you've never bothered identifying in two years of playing D&D. As all of you head off into... Had a chance, I've been... Busy breaking things. Um... As you head off into the woods, leaving behind the coastline, you see it getting like fainter and fainter behind you until the the weather actually visibly improves as you move inland. Tatty, having remedial navigational skills, or at least being more skilled than the rest of the peeps, you take it upon yourself to plot a course following the arc of the sun through the through the sky. Um, and using various natural tells to know what direction. You make your way across woodland, cutting across um, 
great swathes of forest going up and down hills, occasionally um, crossing through brooks and rivers, um, across ford points, one point crossing across a felled tree, across a river, slowly um, making your way across it. Every so often you stop and look at tracks. Uh, Tatty, you notice... um, Most of the animals in this wood are fairly benevolent. You see tracks of deer and elk and foxes and badgers and rabbits. There's nothing you come across that gives you any major concern. As you push your way through um, the woods, you come out the other side, breaking out of the canopy of the woodland. It's now well into the afternoon, and as you walk back onto the tundra, on the other side of the woodlands, you look out in front of you and you see a cornfield. And the corn is high. Not high as in it's blazed. The corn is at full height. The corn is about um, eight foot, maybe nine foot high. You come out into the wall at the edge of a cornfield. Just corn, right? Corn to the left. Corn to the right. Fill a corn. Is it a ma- it's not a maze, though. It is just corn. It's just corn. I run into it. Yeah, I'm right behind you. I want to jump on Hanash's back and run into the corn. I kind of want to get Nathan going, but I don't want to lose my stuff. So thank God, it. thank God, it's someone jumping on your back and not the other way around. Based, <laughs> based on what you did this morning, I feel weird about like killing it. It's just turned into some sort of like Wiccan ceremony. You both strip off naked <laughs> and sprint into a cornfield. How do you know that's part of my religion? Also, isn't that what Theresa May does to wind down? <laughs> Wheat <laughs> is very different. different. Okay. I don't, I don't want to make it political. I just, you know, it just, I, had, I had images of Theresa May running naked through a cornfield. <laughs> no, we do too. So, sorry, who is going into the cornfield? Me and Hash, obviously. All right. Yeah. Sprinting off into the cornfield, both of you giggling. Sorry, did one of you say you're on the other one's shoulders? Yeah, I'm going to jump on his back. Okay, so even on his shoulders, you barely make the top of the um, wheat kernels. As uh, sorry, cur- c- corn kernels. I got the big heads on them. As uh, you run and sprint, you go giggling in from everyone else on the outside. You just hear the hee hee as they sprint off. After a while, you're smashing through the green leaves. Um, a bit like that scene in Interstellar. Where they're just driving through the through the cornfields, the wheat fields, whatever. I keep on mixing my metaphors. Sorry, corn. Um, after a while, giddy, smashing through the corn, you lose your orientation as you get a bit turned around, and you you're struggling to know which way is north, south, east, and west. I start to like hyperventilate. I don't know. I don't know how. I'm, I'm going to calm him down through the art of distraction and grab hold of Anash and be like, look, look, this isn't a problem. This is a problem. And I'm going to point at my <laughs> injured cock that still currently has a bird's head attached to it. I'm going to giggle and like, like flick it like a bobblehead. Like, ball. I'm going to giggle <laughs> and then we're back on track. It's still party time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. The first, the first thing you notice, Aristobulus, is that um, the side of your penis is starting to go a, an interesting shade of blue. 
much like um, bobbing a dog's tail, you are starting to cut the blood circulation off to the tip of your penis. Um, and like, it's, it's just something you should be aware of. Just something you should be okay. aware of. Ne- next turn, of. next turn, I'll command, I'll, I'll tidy up. Next, it's not housekeeping. It's not like I'll do the sweeping later. So, as you both go running giddily through the cornfield, scattering around, snickering to each other, spinning each other around, you both grasp hands and you spin each other around, just smashing over blades of corn. As you come bursting out of a clearing on the other side and you just see a farmer who is in, um, he's in dungarees and he's got like a, a checkered shirt rolled up. Um, on both sides to his elbows. He's a portly man of a decent age. He's got a impressive beard hair. Um, as he leans on a scythe, as he's like, all right, what the hell have we got here? I was about to say, I wonder what fucking accent this is going to be. And I knew it. Um, I say, good morning, sir. Lovely cornfield you have here. It was a lovely cornfield, and that was going to see me through the harvest. You two nonces have just... Smashed out a whole chunk of my cornfield. I, 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 I accidentally went in and I got scared and I didn't know where to go and I just ran around. Oh, that's all right. Uh, make me a deception check. Yes, Maud. Oh, one one. No, that's bad. Sorry, Maud, are you no. waving your hand around? Uh, natural 20. Yeah. Oh, you got to go. Oh, no. Sorry, I don't go. Ah, bye-bye. Hey. Love you so much. Bye. For the listeners, more uh, Chanel has to get up. At, well, Chanel still has more work to do and then has to keep working through to the wee hours of the morning and then has to get up at 7 a.m. to get a train. So we're going to have to say goodbye to Maud at this point, but it's been lovely. Lovely. <laughs> we'll see you in a bit. Look after yourself. Right. For those of us who are left. Um, uh, natural 20 on the deception roll. Natural 20. As he, uh, like, he's a kindly soul as he's like, all right, look, I know, I, I know, as I was a nipper, I got turned around in a cornfield. It can be scary. Those ears of corn all pounding down upon you. You don't know what's left, what's right. I've had myself a little freak out in a cornfield before. You just come sit down here as um, he pulls out like a little cask of uh, beer and is like, here, you look like you're famished. You come and have yourself a drink. As he looks over at Aristobulus, he's like, and what's his story? Well, I'm trying to, at the minute, keep it pretty calm. Um, and I've realised over the many, you know, years playing this game now that um, the less I say, the better. I rarely do. I come off well. <laughs> so, and and it worked, didn't it? Because we got a natural twenty deception. Everyone's calm. The mace isn't out yet. You know, this is going well. Is this all like internal dialogue with yourself? Yeah, I'm currently froze, and I'm just thinking, play it cool, big man, play it cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the, yeah, that's me, you're probably wondering how I got there. <laughs> I'm frolicking through the fields at bottom. This wasn't my day. Do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to approach him as the grown-up in the situation for once, rather than flashing him or doing something bad, and I'm going to be like... Listen, me and my friend have had a big day. We got a little lost, um, but I understand the damages that we've done, and uh, I'd like to offer you a peace offering to make up for it. What do I happen to have in my inventory? Multiple cans of sweet corn. 
Amazing. <laughs> However, Amazing. I would like to point out I have ten. I obviously need one as my go-to weapon of choice, and I kind of want to have another uh, eight as backup. So I'm I'm going to offer him one tin of sweet corn. All right. Okay. That was such a big build-up. Uh, make me a persuasion check. All right, let's fucking go. <laughs> to the man <laughs> that I've now destroyed. <laughs> I'd like to... He, there's no labour involved true. here. He doesn't have to harvest shit. I'm giving to him in a can. <laughs> 19, baby. 19. So as you stand like a cretin a scarecrow for ages... He stares at you with his head cocked. He's a kindly man. He's got that kind of Father Christmas vibe about him. As um, if if Father Christmas was an arable farmer in the American Midwest. And um, you slowly reach out a hand as he looks down, as he takes the tin of corn off you, as you hear an audible groan as he's like, Oh, yes, the jolly green badger. This stuff is the worst manner of corn I ever do know. We don't make none of this shit. Our corn, as he walks over and pulls down like a giant ear, he's like, look at this. It's practically sexual, our corn. This is the highest grade corn you'll ever... Hang on a minute. Where are the rest of your friends? I could hear you halfway across the field. Oh, good point. I'm just going to look around and I'm going to assume you're making your way, Tati. Yeah, that was that was going to be my plan. Once we once we got cut back to the B story, so a bit like portals from Avengers Endgame, you all just appear through the ears of corn one by one to a great like, fanfare as all <laughs> of you appear. As he's like, "All right, well, I suppose we better have some introductions." My name's Phineas Flange. I own this farm here. I live here with my family. And that over there, as you see on the edge of the farmhouse, there's a lady hanging washing up. He's like, that's my wife, Gertie. And you see two kids who are just dicking about at a well. He's like, that's Tyler and Firkin, my two kids. It's great <laughs> to meet you. What's your story then? Um, I'm Tati. And this is Hanash, Belsiar, Maud, Barbara. Cato, Marvin, Aristotle. He kneels down in front of Marvin and tickles his chin. He looks at the little plat that Maud has put in the, the chin and he, he has a little laugh. He's like, well, all right, Marvin, you are welcome here. We've got all manner of livestock here on this farm. We've got cows. We've got bulls. We've got goats. You'll be more than welcome if you want to stay. Look, I don't want to make a big thing out of this. But it's harvest season coming up, and we're a little bit short on labor. So if you want to turn a trick... No, that sounds sexual now that I've said it. <laughs> if, if you want to work here and earn an honest keep, I don't mind giving you... You can sleep in the barn, and, and Gertie's not a bad cook. We've got all sorts of uh, jobs you could be doing. You could milk the cows. You could help me harvest the crop. I've got to build a scarecrow. At some point, you have no fucking idea about crows. They come as he looks over at Kato. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. As Kato's like, no offense taken. As he's like, you're a kind dude, don't have it. They, they fucking ravage the harvest. I've got horses that need shoeing, fence posts that need banging in. I've got all sorts of jobs here on the farm. If, if you, if you want to earn an honest keep, I might even have some money in it for you. 
and you want a home-cooked dinner and a warm bed, you're more than welcome to stay here if you want to help me do a day's labor. Uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just look around at the rest of the party uh, and say, we, I mean, we, 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 we do kind of need to be pushing on to Nicodranus. We've got some... We've got some urgent business with a with a with a storm. Yeah, but does he have ale? If he has ale, that's checked. That's different. Oh, he's got a, he's got like a jug of beer in the shade. He's got a cool jug of beer, and he 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 pours a glass. He's like, I'm sorry, I didn't have that many glasses. I didn't think we were going to turn into a session here. And he's got a couple of glasses. As you sip it, it's bloody good ale. As he's like, we make it here. I've got I've got a um, I've got a brewery. In the barn, oh, guys. It's his piss, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's just the toilet. <laughs> just the toilet. It's not a brewery. <laughs> Can I ask him how how long it would take us to get to Nicodranas from his uh, from his homestead? Well, that's a question. How long would it take to get to Nicodranas? Um. Well, it would take you. He said, checking the map. He's like. He's like, you'd have to go round the Edland, you would. And that would be one hell of a ride. I mean, what, you walking? Days. If not, yeah. I mean, days, maybe three days. But I tell you what, I tell you what, I, I've i got to go to market. I've got produce to take down there, and I've got a cart. You boys want to do me a turn? You want to help me do an honest day's work? I don't mind you crashing in the back of my cart. And we can get a, we can get a free ride to Nicodranas. If uh, if we do a day, I like you. You do an honest day's work for me. I don't know milk a cow. You look like a man who's milked a cow before. Or uh, Tatty, Tatty goes full PTSD. <laughs> you just see Tatty like twitching on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, he looks over at Hannah. She's like, big strong man like you should be able to bang a shoe on a horse. Looks over at the crocodilian and is like, um. Well, you don't know about you. You look, you look like uh, you might be able to scare off some crows. I don't know. You look pretty fierce to me. Yeah, fierce. What you say? That. You want to do me an honest day's work, and I will see to it that I give you a ride down to Nicodranus. I, I, I look over to his wife and like, yeah, I guess we could stay a night. <laughs> if you look at good. I mean, being that Hanasha slept with one the, at, at this point, um, make me a. I was going to say, make me a sleight of eye check as you side eye Gert. Gertie is lovely. Gertie is dressed in a floral dress with patches all over it. This is very much a community of make do and mend. This is a happy family of farmers. And you see Gertie is hanging up the washing on the clothesline. And now, Tati, for the first time with your highly trained ears, um, you smell home-cooked pie on the wind. You you guarantee that um, Gertie is a cook and the pie has just come out of the oven. As you look over, Barbara has just rolled over and is letting Phineas like tickle her tummy. He's 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 got away with animals, and Barbara is very relaxed in front of Phineas. He knows his way around. He's doing this like on purpose farmer. for Hanash loving Gertie's pie. I can see where this is going. He's setting up the long st- the long <laughs> build here. Mm-hmm. I uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna just look around at, at everyone and like especially looking at Barbara just like laid down on the floor, and I just. I just shrug and I say, I think we've, I think we've earned a little, 
a quick a quick pit stop on the way to Nicodranas. Excellent. Yeah. Better than my option, which is casting spiritual weapon, wiping the fuck out of this farm, stealing the car and leaving. As you turn around, something blots out the sun as a giant <laughs> spiritual phallus smashes down into the court. I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> it's like a rival. Phineas Fans is like, all right, if you're going to do an honest day's work, I can't let you do it without you having something to eat. So look, come and join us. Come into the uh, into the farmhouse. You get yourself a nice square meal. We've got all sorts of meats and cheeses, often made here. We're very self-sustaining. We've got a very low-carbon footprint. You have yourself some beer, some meat, some cheese, a bit of bread, and then maybe we'll talk about seeing what you can do on the farm to help us. Lead the way. Excellent. Yeah, Hunter has, like, a daydream where, like, he's just holding, like, knives covered in blood and all the family... Dead. <laughs> and like it starts panting and then this like snaps out of it and then starts walking towards the fire. I was gonna say, when when are we gonna have to flash forward to the next day? <laughs> There's just bodies lying in the corn, screaming. Just surrounded by dead cattle crying. <laughs> Meme of the little girl, like <laughs> smiling in front of the burning house, but instead of a little girl, it's just Barbara. <laughs> oh yeah, right. And on that auspicious note, we are going to draw a line under this week's episode. That was a lot of fun. It took quite a while to get going due to technical issues, and we had to say goodbye to um, to Barbara. Jesus Christ, we had to say goodbye to Maud a little bit early as she has all the work to be doing and has an early train in the morning. But that was a lot of fun. There's a lot of story points to unpack there at some point, and that, that's a good place to stop. Um, plenty of jobs to do on the farm next week. Right. Um, which are you going to be joining us next week, Lewis? Have you ever done two weeks in a row? Yeah, not for a while. But, yeah, back in the day, I was a reg. But, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Back in the day, I remember when you were an every other week kind of pervert. That was a uh, pandemic times, wasn't it, mate? All I had was being a inter- not an internet pervert. I don't like that. I don't like that. <laughs> That's not what I meant. <laughs> I mean, you're still an internet pervert, but you, it's just not all you are anymore. It's not all I am. I'm more than that, Chris, okay? Yeah, I know. I know. I've grown. I've got, you know, colours to the bow or whatever. I don't know. Strings in your bow and feathers in your cap. Right. Okie doke. Right. We're going to say goodbye to the listeners at this point. So everyone give the listeners a big goodbye. Bye. Hey, New Zealand. What did you say, Matt? I said bye to New Zealand. Oh, bye to New Zealand. Yeah. Goodbye to our massive contingent of listeners in New Zealand. Tune in next week and let's see if we can get back in the New Zealand Apple podcast charts. Right. Adios to all of our listeners. Well, there you go. Hopefully that's more than enough mischief to keep you entertained for another week. Before we let you go, we just wanted to say a big thank you for tuning in for another dollop of fun-packed fantasy fuck nuggetry. And seeing as you made it this far, why not consider hitting that subscribe button and never missing another episode again? But yet, if you're feeling in the mood, why not give us a five-star review on whatever podcasting platform you are on? It really does help, I promise. As ever, we can be found all across the socials. We're on Twitter at Adventurers A-N-O number one. And you can also find us on Instagram and Facebook. We tried to post maps and puzzles from the episode so that you can follow along with us. 
And once in a while, when the mood takes us, we might even drop a photo of the cast out there in the wild. So, that just leaves time for us to say a huge goodbye from Chris, Matt, Raggy, Shan, Lewis and myself. We're all off to see how many of us we can cram into the back of Matt's car. With any luck, we'll see you back here next week. Happy adventuring, my friends. And remember, stay tipsy. Stay tipsy.